And really one of our main goals is that writers on our site can make a true living writing. That's the dream for so many writers to be able to say writing is my full-time gig and we would love to be the site that can provide that. Hello, and welcome to History Through Fiction, the podcast. I'm your host, Colin Mustful, and today I am so excited to be chatting with Allegra O'Neill and Katie Wilson, two of the three co-founders of Simile, a self-publishing platform that elevates creative writing. Um, in terms of our, our big, big dream, obviously we want everybody to be reading on Simile. We want people to be like, hey, have you checked out that story? Um, Allegra O'Neill is one of the co-founders of Simile and is a passionate fiction writer and reader. Her background is in classroom education and education publishing. She received her undergraduate degrees in English and education from Penn State University and Villanova University, respectively, and a master's degree in English literature and education from Columbia University. Katie Wilson is also one of the co-founders of Simile and is the dedicated editor of a nationally ranked literary magazine. Katie is a master level English teacher with her undergraduate degree from Penn State University and master's degrees in education and leadership from Villanova and Boston College. Well, the first thing I'd like to ask is what is Simile? Simile is a self-publishing platform that aims to elevate creative writing specifically, but we welcome all forms of writing on the platform. And our main goal is to connect writers with readers, help writers get discovered, and definitely help them get paid for their work as well. Um, we are definitely here to also democratize the way that stories and writers' works get seen um, so we have set up Simile to be a site that is not gatekept by us as the co-founders. So we don't decide what is allowed on the site. It's, uh, it's a situation where, um, people can, once they click submit, the story is live on the site. Um, and outside of our do no harm clause with stories, we accept all forms of it because we believe that it is the writer's decision to say, my story is finished. I want to submit it and I would like it to go live. Well, I think that's just such a fantastic idea. You know, first of all, just making sure that writers are getting paid for their work, which unfortunately is, is so rare. And the fact that you say you, you democratized it, um, how did you come up with this idea? Was it a long time coming? You know, tell me about the origin story of Simile. The origin actually was, so my sister Shannon is an avid reader and she knows that I'm an avid writer and she's 
been by my side through a lot of my struggles with trying to get my novel published. I wrote it about eight years ago, and I have gone through the process of trying to get it published, trying to get represented by agents, et cetera. And we can get into my fun rejection experiences in a minute. But Shannon had called me in January of 2021. And she had said, what do you think about a platform where we just have really great short stories on the site? Um, Because she was really starved for some good escapist reading um, that she could just get easily on her phone. And she called me and kind of said, what do you think about this? And I said, I think this would be amazing. And I think we should talk a lot about, you know, what what's in it for the writers and how to make it a super inclusive, engaging platform for writers. And so we really had this long kind of two hour chat where we just brainstormed what the site could be and what our goals would be for it. And so we decided to kind of put a site together um, in February and we pulled about 250 writers to see if there's even a want or a desire for this. And the survey results were astounding. The excitement about something like this, what writers want from a site, what writers want in the general community for support for each other, how to connect with each other, how to connect with readers, the whole the whole nine yards. And so then we realized, okay, we really, we have a product here. And my favorite part about this story is we wanted somebody else to come and join us and do about five hours a week of social media. And so I had posted on my Instagram story for someone to do five hours a week, maybe more, maybe less, just to help us run the Instagram page. And Katie and I know each other from college. And she had said, oh, that sounds like fun in my spare time. I'd love to do that. And lo and behold, after one quick chat with the three of us, we brought Katie on as a co-founder. So what started as a, hey, can you help us in a few hours a week turned into, she is one of our co-founders, she's in it with us. And (laughs) um, we are all three, you know, partners in this um, enterprise. Yeah. And so um, when I came in, I I talked to Allegra and I I just kind of love this idea. And I work um, as an English teacher. And so a lot of my work is in supporting writers who are hoping to get published. And I'm a um, literary magazine um, advisor at my school. And I um, have watched the same play Allegra's talking about, where someone is an excellent writer and people need to get their works in front of them, but they just don't know how to necessarily do it. Um, And so when I heard about this idea, I wanted to be a part of it. And the coolest thing that I've experienced is just the riffing of ideas between Shannon, Allegra, and myself. And just how, um, you know, I hopped on the call to talk to them that night uh, about me possibly coming in. And we were just spitballing ideas left and right and thinking about how we can support writers and support readers and just kind of give people what they're what they're looking for and what they're missing right now in the world um, of writing and publishing. So um, that's how I popped in, uh, other than knowing Allegra from studying abroad in London, which included lots of fun and conversations about our dreams for our lives back then that we didn't <laughs> know would kind of like circle around to being able to work together in our 30s, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it definitely sounds like the three of you mesh and, you know, that's really important when collaborating on on a business venture. Um, Allegra, you said a lot of things that I I think writers can can relate to, just this 
the the gatekeeping of publishing and unable to to get your work out there. So I, I just think it's really fantastic that Simile provides that for for writers and and in such a way that that they don't give up their rights to their stories. Is that correct? That is correct. So all works and rights remain with the writer on Simile. We do not want to own anything. We actually even encourage. Um, our writers to publish on our site and publish their works on other sites. We encourage our writers to have personal blogs. We we are not interested in owning any of the work. We are just interested in elevating the work and helping it get discovered and helping writers connect with readers and other writers. We hear so much feedback from our writers who say that they're really looking for people to read their work and give them honest feedback. And I know that was something I struggled with as a writer. You know, I had exhausted lovingly my family and friends to read my work and they would all tell me that they think I'm a great writer. But at the end of the day, part of me would think, am I really a good writer or do they just love me and they don't want to tell me their honest opinion? And so that's another thing that we're really big about on Simile is the community that we're trying to build. We want Simile to feel like one large international writing group Um, because I'm a member of a writing group and we connect every month and we're from different parts of the country and we read each other's work and we're super supportive and we talk about the plights of publishing and that community element I feel is what helps make writing feel less like a solitary activity. I think when we when we talk about this too, like Allegra is saying, um, it, it is pretty um, unique that we're not holding the rights to the stories, but it's just so central to the mission of this um, business and the idea that um, we don't like exist to elevate ourselves. We exist to give writers opportunities. And so the best thing that we could have happen is a writer to be discovered and to find themselves um, in a situation where they're reaching their goals and they're being read by other people. Um, And so the way that we do that, and we kind of, I think a lot of writers know this, is by sharing widely. And so if Simile is a platform that people can, you know, put their writing on and then use it as another means of sharing their writing, that's part of our goal. And so what we've heard from a lot of writers is that they feel like a, you know, a small portion of a, a website on a big platform where the, you know, they're just a cog in the wheel and they're just there to serve actually the ad ad money or whatever it might be um, from that company. And what we want is for them to feel like they're a part of community and that we're here to support them in reaching the goals that they personally have for their writing. Yeah, that's um, really wonderful that that you can, you know, give a boost to writers that mm-hmm. way and you can do it through community. And, and I wanted to ask you more about that because I saw on the platform that you do have a feature called groups. So can you elaborate a little bit on and what is that feature and how it works? Yeah, so this is also a kind of fun um, element too. So I'm glad you brought it up. But we do founders calls with our um, our members and we allow anybody to sign up to talk to Allegra, me or Shannon or the three of us. Um, and in those calls, we get so many ideas from writers about what they want and what they need. And one of the things that came out of a founders call is the idea of groups. Um, we just kept hearing from people that they wanted to have the autonomy to create spaces that they could use to talk about things that they cared about, um, whether it's to get feedback or to talk in genre-specific kind of ways, or if they wanted to be thinking about their goals in terms of their writing. 
And so they they kind of talked to us about that in Founders uh, Chats, and that happened a bunch of times. And whenever that happens, whenever we hear things kind of coming up, we talk about it together in our meetings, and we kind of pitched it. And Shannon is our kind of tech guru, and she was like, let me think about it and figure out how we can make it happen. Um, and she did it. She made it happen for us. And so now um, members of Simile can create groups and invite people to groups so that they can um, you know, continue conversations and have specific conversations around things that that they care about. Um, but I love the fact that it came from a, a user. I mean, at the end of the day, the best features on the site and the ones that, you know, in the future, I think will be great are likely going to be ones that are brought up by our users and are, are, are an example of us responding to um, the needs of our, our members. Yeah. And even um, in addition to that, one of the great things about the groups is that they are created, some of them are created by us. We have a simile group where members can join and ask questions about the site and we pop in and answer questions, but the community can create their own groups as well. So we've seen groups created organically where writers connect if they write in the same genre or writers who live in a certain geographical part of the United States or the world. And so it's really interesting to see these groups get created and see different members join and then start to communicate with each other. Um, and so it's really, it's a really organic way for the community to connect. And that's one thing that we really love about it. And I think that's something we see on Twitter, for instance, with hashtag writing community or any social media platform. But I, I love that your platform is specific to writing people. You know, that's what they're there for. And I also get the feeling that it's it's very low risk. You can you can put an unfinished work on there and get feedback from your group and then continue to change and you can take it off or put it back on at any time. So I, I think that's just such a fantastic idea. Absolutely. And you as a writer would be making money on that story through every iteration and draft and change. Because if you put a story up and it's not finished and you get some views on it and you make some money and then you edit it and keep it on the site without deleting it, you'll keep earning money as long as it's there. So you can keep changing it. You can keep editing it. And that's one of the great things that we've seen happen with the groups is writers will put links to their stories in the groups and say to the community, hey, can someone read this? I'd love some genuine feedback. And then we see those connections and the feedback and the comments happening that way. So it's really turning into the writing community and supportive community that we're hoping to build. We're seeing that happen organically. And when Allegra talked about democratizing the experience, part of the thing um, that is kind of interesting is just the idea of us partnering with the people who are on our site. And the idea is that um, with our, uh, you know, the, the goal for the writer is to be read and our goal is for, for their work to be read. And so um, when they win, we win. And what we want is for them to share their writing and what they want is for their writing to get read. And so in that way, we're really on the same team, which is a fun position to be on as a founder um, and as a co-founder is to feel like we're on the same team as the people who are on our site and we're working together to address the, the goals um, that we both have. Hey there, this is Colin Mustful, the founder and editor of History Through Fiction and the host of this podcast. 
I just wanted to take a quick break to tell you about our member-only content area. Our member area features historical fiction short stories and novel excerpts that are exclusive to History Through Fiction. The stories are submitted by independent authors and curated by our editors. Sign up is free and all you need to do is create a username and password. Just go to historythroughfiction.com and click on member area, or you can find it directly by going to historythroughfiction.com slash member dash area. I hope you'll check it out. And how does that the democratization work exactly? And how do writers get paid per view? And and then also, can you talk about your membership tiers and how somebody decides to get involved if they want to to join the platform? Absolutely. So to start with um, how members get paid. So writers join; they can join for free, um, and anyone can join for free. And so for a writer, uh, you sign up, join for free, create a username and a login. And then once you post your first story, you can post as many stories as you would like. Um, You get paid two cents per unique click on your story. And so the two uh, specifications with that are um, a click must be unique. So what that means is if I put a story up and Katie reads it, Um, Katie can't refresh my page over and over and over again and have me get tons and tons of likes. Um, It will see that Katie is a unique viewer. So I will get a unique click for Katie reading the story. Um, However, if Katie reads five different stories, then those are five unique clicks. Um, The second thing that's important about the clicks is that um, a writer, I'm sorry, a reader has to be on the page for at least five seconds. Um, and we did that just to protect the site from fraudulent traffic. Um, but that's how writers get paid on the site. And one way that we really democratize the process with having good writing, you know, kind of rise to the top is with our story of the month feature. So we kind of spend two weeks and we crowdsource stories. We ask the community, send us a story that you've read that you liked or a story that you've written that you want to be considered. We take two weeks, we collect the submissions. And then we have the community vote. And so story of the month is not picked by us, the founders. It's picked by the simile community. And so that's something that we're really excited about because that's really a story that the community voted for. So that's showing how great writing is rising to the top through that kind of exposure. And what what are the membership tiers? Yes. So the membership tiers right now, um, we have so free users as writers, you get all the benefits um, as that you would get for paid. So the paid membership is more for readership. So readers come onto the site for free. They get five reads per month. Um, and then to pay $6.99, readers get unlimited reading. So we have some writers on the site who are avid readers who pay $6.99 because they want unlimited reads. Um, and that's that's kind of the main difference between the two memberships. And I'm, I'm curious, um, you know, I did mention Twitter and, you know, hashtag writing community, but there are some platforms you know, specific to writing such as Medium or Substack. How is Simile alike and different from those those other platforms? 
I would say that Simile is similar to those platforms in some ways, in particular that um, they, people can publish their writing and they have freedom to publish what they want to publish. Um, one thing that we've heard from a lot of people, specifically around Medium and Substack, well, first of all, Medium, um, I guess I'll address both of them. Um, regarding Medium, we've heard a lot of people who are fiction writers or poetry writers just feeling like their writing is not getting the exposure that they would like on Medium. Um, Medium is very much tied to current events and social commentary, nonfiction writing, which is excellent, and they do a great job with it. Um, but some fiction writers in particular and creative writers are feeling like they're struggling to get seen there. Um, in terms of Substack, I feel like it's a really interesting thing to think about regarding that idea of democratizing um, the writing experience because people who um, have uh, a large following do really well on Substack because they can bring their following to Substack and get paid that way. Um, Allegra has heard so many times as she's working through the idea of publishing just that, um, you know, she needs a larger following and she needs to have proof of product, basically. Um, and we think, and what we're hearing from writers too, is that they need help in figuring out how to do that in the first place. And so those two in particular, I think it's kind of easy to think about uh, the differences. What we want is to have a platform that everyone can post on, that they're not um, getting lost in algorithmic troubles, um, and that particularly those who are writing creative, doing creative writing can find a niche, that people who want to read their writing find them, and that they find the people that want to read their writing. Um, but those two, two sites in particular are doing a great job. We're just kind of trying to offer something different in the marketplace, uh, that seems necessary now that we've talked to a lot of writers and, um, continue to see some of that growth within our platform too. I also think, and we've talked a lot about this already, but it really is so important to us is our focus on community. I think that's something that sets us apart in a positive way that we really try to bolster this writing community. Um, and we have and are going to continue to have events for our writers. So right now, roughly every month, we do a writing hour and we invite anyone from our writing community to join at a certain time and writers from all over the world hop on Zoom at the same time. And we write quietly together for an hour. And then afterwards, we discuss what we're working on, our writing process. We share uh, the project that we're working on or something we've written. And it's just a great community building activity to have writers come together who most likely have never met and just kind of chat about the writing process. And we're going to have more events in the future. And I think that's something that really positively uh, sets us apart because we really want, yes, this to be a super successful site where our writers come and make money and get discovered. And we also want it to be a site where writers come and feel that they have a supportive community behind them that is helping them develop their craft and grow and connect uh, with readers and writers. Yeah, I kind of think about that like um, an added social element to the site, kind of feeling a little bit like um, a hybrid social media platform for specifically writers. And we've heard that in the groups and things like that, that people want to connect with one another and see how um, a platform like Simile can support them, like Allegra said, um, that, that the community is behind them and that they're finding resources that help them do the things that they want to do. Yeah, I've, I've seen writing sprints on YouTube Live mm -hmm. and then 
bringing it back to Twitter again, there's hashtag 5am writers club. I don't know if you've ever participated in that. I love that. Yeah. 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 This is definitely a more connected way with those, those events on zoom and just being right there um, to be able to give some back and forth rather than just looking and waiting and helping you connect with, with someone. Absolutely. So we, we talked about the, the origin of simile already. I'm curious from its origin to where, you know, where is it now? And then where do you see it going? Well, so where it is now is that we're a functioning site, right? We're, we're getting new users. We're giving them space to write. Um, and we're constantly kind of trying to cl- crowdsource and find things that people want and need and keeping a long list of those things, um, features that they'd like on the site. Um, in terms of our our big, big dream. Obviously, we want everybody to be reading on Simile. We want people to be like, hey, have you checked out that story? Um, we'd love it for for Simile to be the place that people go when they think, oh, I have a couple of minutes. Um, you know, I'm at the doctor's office. Instead of doom scrolling, we'd like them to kind of immediately open Simile and that to be the place that they go because, you know, we know that research says that reading fiction, reading creative writing in particular, it's just really good for people. And we would love if we made it more accessible. So if people who would even like to think about reading would know that Simile is the place to go to find a, a short story or something brief that they like to read, um, that would be really awesome. Legs, do you want to talk about some of the you know features we want to we want to see happening on Simile? Yes, definitely. So one of the main things that we are looking towards implementing um, when we are able to have the tech functionality is we definitely want to have a personalized reading experience. So we look at it as someone will come onto the site, um, let's say Katie, and we envision a homepage that says, hi, Katie, because you've read X, Y, and Z story, here are curated recommendations. And then similar to Spotify playlists, there will be story lists based on more than genre that will be catered to Katie. So they could be, are you interested in uplifting reads today? Are you interested in sad readings today? Are you interested in reads that are similar to what you read on Tuesday? Because what we really want is, yes, to connect our writers with readers, but we want to connect our writers with the best readers for them. So we want to connect Katie with the writers that, are writing what she's interested in so that there's a connection there and that Katie will then want to follow that writer and then she'll want to read more of what they have. And so we want it to be a really personalized reading experience. Um, And so that's definitely one of the places that we're heading. Even more so, we really would love to have a ton of events that bring in professionals from the industry. You know, we're looking into having speaker series with authors and editors and agents and publishers And we'd love to have workshops where writers can come together um, virtually and in person. We'd love to host in-person workshops where people come together in a retreat style and write together. Um, And so we really want to be a site that, as Katie mentioned, is a one-stop shop for the reading experience, but is also a place where writers feel that it is such a great opportunity for their work to get out there, get discovered connect with readers. And really one of our main goals is that writers on our site can make a true living writing. That's the dream for so many writers to be able to say writing is my full-time gig. And we would love to be the site that can provide that. 
One of the things that Allegra said um, that I, I just kind of wanted to bring up too is uh, the idea that a lot of writers that we've talked to, you know, we're talking about the reading experience, which is really important to us, and we need that to kind of thrive. But one of the things that we've heard from writers too is that in terms of exposure, one of the things that they would like is to be to see their writing next to someone's writing that they admire. And when I think about the idea of playlists or just like serving up the pieces that someone might enjoy, um, what an exciting moment it'll be for some of our writers to see their name next to someone that they really admire and a writer that they've gotten to know or that they've seen elsewhere. Um, and just kind of having that paired exposure to say, I'm in the, I'm in the echelon of blank person. Um, we've heard from writers a lot that, that that's part of something that they're interested in. Um, what Allegra is talking about too, in my mind, it, it looks a little bit like a combo between Spotify and Netflix for writing, um, where you hop on and you see the options that you have that are definitely geared towards you and that you're given things that you might like, um, based on what we know, um, right now, and you're exposed to things that you maybe wouldn't have clicked on yourself because of, um, you know, what we have in our arsenal to kind of share people's writing with you. Well, all of that just sounds so, so exciting. I mean, it, it, I hope that does come to fruition. I mean, just where you're at right now is, is amazing. It sounds um, fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm thinking of, I listened to How I Built This by, yeah. um, a lot. Mm -hmm. And and I recently listened to the episode where he um, interviewed the, the founders of Goodreads. And yep. I mean, your, mm -hmm. your story sounds so similar in your visions. And, and I just hope that um, you graduate from this podcast to How I Built This in, in a few years. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll make sure to, <laughs> to shout you out as our first. Okay. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, tell me, well, what do you two like to read? What what genre do you, do you gravitate toward? Fiction, nonfiction? What do you read? I love to read fiction. I I love to read fiction, kind of in all genres, and I write historical fiction mostly. Um, I'm actually experimenting with a young adult fiction slash fantasy novel right now, which is definitely a reach for me. I've never done anything like this before in my writing, um, but I've read so many great young adult fantasy novels recently. And I kind of thought hmm, that would be an interesting genre to really explore my creativity. Um, for nonfiction, I mostly gravitate towards memoirs. I love reading about people's life experiences. Um, I think there's, you know, really memoirs are such a wonderful way to just learn about other people and what they've been through. And so I really, I love to read fiction and I really love to read memoirs. Yeah, so I am, I, I told you at the beginning, I'm an English teacher, so I have a lot of reading that I do because I need to, to prepare myself. And so I've been focusing in the last couple of years to, on like just really giving myself time to read things that I enjoy because it's easy in the grind of work for me to not do that. And so I love fiction as well. Um, and in particular, I like thrillers. I like things that make me a little nervous. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've recently been enjoying the Colleen Hoover stuff. She is just all over the place. Everybody is is loving her pieces. But right now I'm reading Chorus by Rebecca Kaufman. It's um, kind of a historical fiction piece. It's a group of um, a family with a lot of kids in it. And it just slowly reveals the story from each of the perspectives of the kids set in like the 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, throughout their lives. It's really excellent. 
um, trying very hard, and I'm sure both of you know this too, and and whoever's listening as well, trying very hard to just prioritize enjoyment and joy and things that are are fun for me. Uh, I said at the beginning, I just had a baby, and so it's very it's really easy for me to fall off in the reading, but um, I'm committed. I use my Kindle sometimes to make it happen, so it's a little easier. Um, usually something kind of historical, something with, uh, something slowly being revealed by the writer or, uh, I love a thriller or a crime piece too, um, for sure. Well, um, Katie Allegra, I want to thank you so much for, for joining me. This has been such a, a wonderful conversation and I'm really excited, uh, for what you've created and, and where it's headed. Oh, thank you, thank so, you much so much for much having, for having us. us. <laughs> Jinx. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> Okay. Is that good? Okay. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'm sure the first one was fine. Yeah. But... <laughs> it was totally fine, Allegra, from the Thank first you. time. But I understand. Um, I do put, so on most of my episodes, I do put an outtake at the very, very end when no one is listening. Oh, great. <laughs> I love outtakes. Uh, oh, shoot. But I wasn't recording that last part. Well, I'll find something I can put there. <laughs> Maybe it's this. Yeah.